Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cappy Productions. Big thank you and shout out to After Dark the Band. They are fantastic and you can find them on Spotify. If you loved the music in the 90s and they make you feel wholesome and happy, then you're going to love After Dark. They're such a great find. So I highly recommend going to uh, Spotify.com or whatever and looking for After Dark. They'll be the one with the trippy cover and the song Colors. Hello and welcome back to the Conquest of Bliss. I am here with Nick Nieves from the Now Try This podcast. How are you today, Nick? Hello, everyone out there. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am so good and I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so we already asked how you are. Okay, so um, can you tell people a little bit about your podcast? Because it's such a cool concept and that's why you're here today. And I'm really excited. You know what? I am more than fine shilling for my own podcast. It is a great <laughs> concept. You're right. Thank you so much. It was my co-host's idea. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, for now, try this. Uh, me and my best friend, Marcus, we've been best friends since college. We got through the whole dosh darn thing together. We wouldn't have done it without each other. So we're very great friends. And we always realize this nagging sensation because we're both huge nerds of <laughs> loving something, experiencing something, and having nobody to talk to about it. So you go and watch a movie, you watch a TV show, you go do a thing, and it's like, wow, there's no one to talk to, and that's awful. So we created the show where every week one of us challenges the other one to try one of our favorite, most beloved things. For a quick example, he loves the movie Die Hard. It's his favorite Christmas film. <laughs> I had never seen it, so we had to watch Die Hard. He had never seen Gilmore Girls, which is one of my favorite TV shows, formative, and I made him watch Gilmore Girls, and so on and so on, and we go back and forth every week, challenging each other to try something we loved. And then now, more recently, we just added a Patreon, where once a month, we try a challenge from the fans. Oh. Uh, this upcoming one we're doing is an anime called ReZero that one of our fans challenged us to try the first season of, and that's what our next uh, episode will be about. That's fantastic. I didn't realize about that added piece. And you kind of answered a question that I had um, as you were talking. I was going to say... Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm ruining your show. <laughs> One question at a time. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I was going to say, because um, like Die Hard and all of the seasons of Gil Gilmore Girls are not exactly equally weighted in amount of time that you would... You would oh, take. sure. Every 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 challenge is weighted depending on what is necessary. So for the Gilmore Girls... You know exactly what Gilmore Girls after that first episode, so that's all he had to watch for that. <laughs> Whereas we did, for example, another anime recently called Gaguya-sama, Love is War. It's this anime about these two high school people who love each other, but they can't admit that they love each other because the other one has to say it first. And you had to kind of watch the whole first season to get to that love story at the end. So that was with the challenge. It always changes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long. That's really cool. So... Um, the reason that I that I asked you to come on today is I saw I you know I was reading about your show and I was like this is a fantastic um, idea because I feel like a lot of people have challenges with bravery and have challenges with the desire to do no, new things. So yeah. I would I would ask you you know since the beginning like has your desire to just kind of do things on a whim and check things out changed or like do you get your fill from the show or what does that look like for you? Listen, Kara, that is a very deep very important question but before i answer your question i'm just curious more so what kind so i need to gauge my answer is basically what i'm asking <laughs> are you a person that goes and tries new things or do you find it difficult to get out there and get out of your comfort zone 
Um, I enjoy getting out of my comfort zone a lot. Um, I like doing novel and strange things, but I will say that I'm not, I'm not a big pop culture person. I have the attention span of like a gnat. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I have a hard time with pop culture, but in general, I love to just go out and do things just for the sake of doing them. Yeah, that's, and honestly, that's exactly what the point of the show is because, so you have all these things. We're both uh, huge nerds on the show, so we have our zeitgeists of our bubbles. But the um, it's so easy to get tunnel vision in life about anything, about what you're interested in, about your perspective on things, about your outlooks. You know, if you go on Facebook, it's an echo chamber of everything that you think. If you love Marvel films, you're going to see a lot of Marvel <laughs> films on Facebook. That's what you're going to see. That's the way it works. And that's mostly why we did the show and now gosh i can think of so many things that are now my favorite things because of this show for example just a small one is he challenged me to watch steven universe which i had never seen and i i saw it on tumblr it was this weird cartoon that i was (laughs) like okay sure what is that about and then i got uh 10 or 15 episodes on the show as a challenge. And I said, okay, it's a, it's a children's show. They're 11 minute episodes. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Okay. I start watching. Um, it's this cute little kid who has these gem alien nannies and you're like, what is this? Okay, fine. But as you watch the show, it turns out that the show is all about love and about how love can come from so many different places <laughs> And it's so empowering. It's it, it makes sure kids know about gender and sex and the difference between those things. And you know, it, it, it shows that love can from from platonic love, romantic love, fam- familiar love, found family. It has to do just for an example. These alien creatures fuse okay. together to make bigger ones, but they only fuse when they're in love. And that's how it happens. And they literally will do a dance together to join. And the show is this big, expansive expression on love. And now it's one of the most important things like in my life that I've seen. Because <laughs> by the end of the show, you follow Steven and he's growing into this almost superhero kind of figure, finding out what love is. And then the last season, he is aged up to about 16. And he's dealing with the PTSD of having to face all these things as a kid, literally, oh. like literally is facing it and trying to figure it out and not asking for help and trying to take everything on himself. And it's like, I know what that's like. I know what that's like trying to take on everything myself and not admitting to myself when something's wrong and thinking that I need to take care of it because of the traumas of my past. And that's just one example of one thing that we've done on the show that has changed my life that I never would have experienced because. You get in that echo chamber. You get in that comfort zone. You watch the things you like. You will watch The Office for the 16th time because (laughs) you like it. Why watch anything else instead of trying something else that might change your life, you know? I feel so called out about The Office thing, but yes, I am. I I was trying to. (laughs) I'm glad I nailed it. Um, So uh, I'm curious, like, so before you make a challenge, do you have to have seen and know intimately or do you ever guys or do you mm. guys ever um, do the challenge simultaneously? Uh, so it's it's not a rule. It's almost an unwritten rule that we'll have had to legitimately love a thing. There has been one or two random times where we've known 
like when the new Avengers film would come out that we would love it. So we use that as a challenge. There's been a couple of those. I'm not going to lie, but mostly <laughs> no, but mostly it's we are bringing something that we legitimately love from our sometimes it's recent, but sometimes it's from our past. Like one challenge that I gave was The Runaway Bride, which Ooh. is a Julia Roberts film from the 90s. And what is that? Why is that important? Who cares about The Runaway Bride by Julia Roberts? But it's legitimately one of the most formative movies of my life. I remember growing up and we didn't have cable. We couldn't afford it. So any VHSs we had at the time was all I could watch. And my mother loved Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. So that's all we had. <laughs> and the movie Runaway Bride was the movie that I would watch before I went to bed almost every single night. I've seen the movie literally 100 or 200 pounds, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will I will fall asleep. I will rewind back to where I fall asleep and then pick it back up. I know all the words. And this movie about Julia Roberts, it's not the most important movie in her filmography. It's not the, the best movie, but... Something about it has influenced the way I view love and the way I view life. Just for an example, in the film, I don't. Do you know what the Runaway Bride is about? Yeah, yeah, I'm an '89 baby, so yes. Oh, <laughs> freaking fantastic! So there's a point in the movie where Richard Gere, as the reporter, asks all of Julia Roberts' ex-fiancés, "How does she like her eggs?" And they all respond differently. They all think she likes her eggs completely differently. And this big blow up later in the film where he's like, you don't even know how you like your eggs. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he says, well, everybody thinks you like your <laughs> eggs differently. You don't know. And then at the very, very end of the film, she reveals how she likes eggs to Richard Gears as they fall in love. But it's this, but it's this conceit of you shouldn't lose yourself in a relationship. You have to know who you are. To really love someone else. And that's something, that's a lesson that I've taken throughout all of my relationships, all the way into my adulthood, because of this dumb movie I saw when I was 10. And I got to revisit it. I got to bring it back up. I got to talk about these things. I got to almost dissect myself and who I am and where I came from. Because, you know, uh, for, for better or worse, I was kind of a latchkey kid. My mother was a single mom, so she worked almost 24-7 when I was out of school. She had a more nighttime job when I was in school, so I didn't see her a lot. And I was home alone a lot. So media, movies, TV, all these things that I'm challenging have been so influential in formulating who I am as a person. And not to speak for Marcus, the same is true for him. He had a very similar upbringing to me. So these things that he brings up, like like a diehard or like, you know, any other random old thing he brings up. Or he's also a big video gamer. I'm not. He is. He'll bring a video game in for a challenge. They're, like, <laughs> super important to who he is. Mm -hmm. And somehow getting to... It's always nice getting to share yourself with someone. That's, that's cool. That's, like, an added bonus of the show. But the real catharsis is being able to talk about why you are the way you are and what has made you that way. And that's something that we never expected to come out from the show. We thought it'd be like, oh, we're going to talk about like Marvel movies and like random things and like <laughs> this old anime no one's ever seen or whatever. Um, but it, instead, it's it's made this whole concept of like, you know, trying to figure out who you really are, you know? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Is like, oops, we accidentally stripped ourselves bare. <laughs> Every time. I've cried too many times on my podcast. I have also cried on my podcast, so you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess like 
the the question I have, like that's burning in my brain, is did you expect, you know, like like I feel like if I like okay, so starting a podcast, most people who have tried to start a podcast knows that even if you're well versed in entertainment, it's scary, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna put all this stuff out there. On top of that, you're committing for the length of your podcast to try something new every week, and put yourself out of your comfort zone. Well, every second week, I guess, but still, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone constantly on top of this big thing that's already a comfort zone put her out of her. Um, but, you know, so. <laughs> I follow that. Yeah. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about like, you know, kind of what you expected? I mean, you just did talk a little bit about it, but a little further on what you expected. Was it scary? And, and how did you get yourselves to take that first step? Do you just hype each other up? Well, it's funny. I'm an actor. I'm an actor here in New York City. So I act, I do improv, I do hosting gigs, I do all that stuff. So that's what I do for a living. So I could get on a camera and a microphone anywhere, anytime, do anything. Uh, Marcus (laughs) is not. Marcus is, he works for a theater, but in finance. And, you know, he is uh, way more, uh, (laughs) he's not willing to put himself out there quite as much as I am. But as soon as it's time to go, he goes. He's very fun. I think he's funnier and smarter than me. He's wonderful. <laughs> and the, so, to, so, well, I, you know, I, hey, listen, when in Rome, let's go back to the back matter of where this podcast came from. So I moved to the city and I had a partner, a different partner who I came here to do sketch comedy with. That was my dream. That was my goal. I was coming to New York City. We were going to be the next Key and Peele. We were going to be the next Broad broad City. That was the goal. We started a YouTube channel. We have dozens of sketches on there. That was the plan. And then one day, he quit. He quit me. He quit our friendship. He quit living in the house. It was actually me, him, and Marcus all living together in a house. He st- We stopped being friends. He quit the thing. Uh, and I was heartbroken. I... Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have something you do fail. It's another thing when it, before it even has a chance to fail, somebody strips it away from you, you know? Mm-hmm. Feels like because it's ripped from under you. Exactly. And this and this guy was super formative in who I am as a comedian, as an actor, because I never used to think I was funny. I still don't think I'm very funny. <laughs> I have my moments. It's fine. But, but now I do comedy full-time professionally. I perform improv for paid on audiences every week now in the, in the, in New York City. Congratulations. Thank you so much, but <sighs> I didn't that's not what I went to school for. I was a dramatic actor. I was going to do Shakespeare <laughs> and I was going to be on Law and Order and I was going to make people cry. I was not going to be funny. But then he told me, he was the first person to ever tell me I was funny, and then he quit. All my dreams were taken. So I was in one of the darkest places I've ever been in my life. And Marcus who I don't want to speak to his life, but also wasn't in the best place, but he's always wanted to do something. He's tried little things here and there to like do a, a YouTube channel or this or that, but he's always needed some kind of creative outlet that he's never found. And then we were both there, deeply depressed. <laughs> <laughs> as one as, is, yeah. As most are. <laughs> and we decided to start this podcast. And that is where... That was the inciting incident, both of us being so sad and not having anyone else to turn to and needing our attention focused somewhere. Uh, So that's how the show started. And our expectations of it were just to, at the beginning, 
just to just to you know record some episodes, have an outlet, do it every week, no big deal. Uh, but then the really cool thing is people started listening, and <laughs> you know we got reviews, and in those reviews were challenges from fans. You know, uh, I mean, now we have the Patreon to get suggestions from the fans, but we've been getting suggestions from the fans uh, this whole time that we've been doing the podcast. Like, one of the randomest ones we got was Terrace House, which is this reality TV show from Japan on Netflix. <laughs> it's like their version of the real world, but there's so little drama that it's mostly them just like eating and like living life. And there's not like hookups and everything. Like that first season that I watched, one of their relationships was just one person saying, hey, would you like to meet my girlfriend? Okay. <laughs> That's like the extent of the, like the rom- But But Kara, let me tell you, this show is fantastic. It is like such a like slice of life look at the human condition that, you know, there's all those little things that we, we never expected to get. And I remember, I'll never forget. I'm going to find it actually because... We got one review super early on that showed that, wow, we are sharing so much about our lives. And <laughs> there is, there is, people are listening to this show. If you'll indulge me, I'm going to find this review that we got really early I will on. Absolutely indulge you, and I'll talk while you look. Um, so, unless you found it already, it looks like maybe you I did. did already. Find okay, it, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm very organized. Uh, this guy's name was Ambiguous Cloud, and we we have no idea what this is. It wasn't a friend of ours, and his, he said, an unexpectedly entertaining and addictive podcast format that allows for very natural banter and thought-provoking dialogue surrounding the culture of millennial entertainment. And then he says, the two of them make the show what it is, and their perspectives of what they enjoy and the justification they seek from sharing with the other creates a very honest portrayal of who they are as individuals. Nick was raised primarily by his mother, finds solace in relatable characters, and enjoys their development as he recognizes similarities in his own life. Marcus seems to view the world as a true spectator, enjoying what he is meant to enjoy. And he goes on, but it's like, this guy's like seeing us. This guy, people are <laughs> like- Psychoanalyzing you in, like in psychoanalyzing us. We're talking about Gilmore Girls. Like what is happening? And that's something we we never we never would have expected that to happen you know and now that that's why we do the show you know for these moments for these like the one we just did the one we were about to do is this anime that he wanted us to watch the whole first season which was very troublesome because it was very long we just we both just finished we're both like wow that was a really long week but <laughs> but the guy was so excited when he sent us that message on patreon like hey this is my favorite thing because it's um everybody submits and at the end of the month, everybody that's at least a dollar tier votes on the thing. So he oh, okay. won the vote. So he was excited he won. He was like, I can't <laughs> believe I won. And then he gave us like a long thing this long about why he gave us this thing. And he was like so excited that <laughs> the podcast he listens to is about to do his challenge. Like what, a, what, a, what, what better feeling is there than that, you know? Well, and like, I mean, yeah, like there's so many layers to this that makes it so, so cool. And I mean, I've had some of the same experiences and obviously not all the same experiences with my podcasting, but what's like, 
what's fascinating to me is you're telling this story and you're saying you guys were both in a really difficult place, but yeah. now you're a New York actor who actually gets paid. That's, that's insane. You know, <laughs> like, like, so yeah. it, it appears that along the way things really started to get better. And, and what's really cool is people have this window into that growth, into that change and, and, you know, evidence that exploration is, is so important. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild because we can map the show to the changes in our lives. And here's, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spill the tea, Kara. This is, a, uh, this, is a, this is a podcast exclusive for you. We had a stint in the middle there. We've been doing the show about four or five years. There was a stint in the middle for like a year and a half. We weren't doing the show. Uh, we had stopped doing it. Uh, and that's because Marcus quit. He went through the biggest life change he ever went in his life. I don't want to speak too much on it because it's his story, mm -hmm. but he lost over 100 pounds. He got out of an eight-year relationship. He started going to therapy. Everything for my man changed for the better, and he needed to focus on other things. If you ask him, he will tell you it's because I gave him Twilight, and he didn't want to do it. <laughs> and... And he said, I remember him specifically saying, I, I can't waste my time doing things I don't want to do anymore, like mm -hmm. reading Twilight, <laughs> which, is <super> <laughs> fair, which is super fair. <laughs> but he was just in such a place that he like the podcast helped. I, I would like to think the podcast helped a little springboard him into the, the beginning of the best chapters of his life. And the same happened to me. You know, from there, during the pandemic, I also lost I lost 80 pounds. Oh, congratulations I, if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. I, yes, I, I did. I, I very much needed to. Thank you. Uh, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, you know, now I have, you know, I'm I I'm part of different acting troops. I, I'm getting paid to do what I love. I'm not no longer working in a restaurant, being a server. It's, I'm finally past that point. That's great. And then we came back to it in October. And, you know, I was speaking to... My girlfriend at the time about the show and they met Marcus and me and Marcus were talking about it. I was like, wow, that show was really fun. I wonder what it would take to bring that show back. <laughs> How would we bring the show back? Like, what would we do differently? And we talked about it and he talked about some things that he wanted changed. And I talked about some of the things I wanted changed. And, and then we went back at it. And now I feel like we're like running on all cylinders. We, you know, I think we've had some of the best episodes we've ever, we've ever had. You know, we record it live, which adds like a nice different feel to it, you know. And the, like mapping out from where we started to where we are now is wild. And I'd, I'd like to think if someone listened to the beginning and to the end, it would still be those same two goofy boys saying the same <laughs> two bad jokes over and over again. Uh, but there would be growth there. We we've changed, and some of it is because of the show, and that's like you know surreal to say the least. Well, for sure, and I mean I think to some degree putting yourself out there is very powerful. But having yeah. that added twist of like I said, just just that forcing yourself to be like I know brave seems like a big word for when it comes to reading Twilight. No, no, but, no. You can call me brave, please. <laughs> I mean, like it's. <laughs> You know, the the bravery of leaving your comfort zone. And people like really, I think it's really interesting. I've been thinking about this a lot, so just stay with me. Um, yeah, please. Um, but I always find it really interesting. My ideas and, and um, understanding of bravery has really changed a lot in the last like year or so. 
Um, where like, I realized like, you know, people would always say like, it's so brave to go put yourself out there and fight, or it's brave to do this or that. I also think it's brave to not, you know, it's brave to go against expectations. And in a similar way, you know, it's brave to make yourself read something that you're sure that you're not going to like because you want to be open and because you want to share something with someone that you love, you yeah. know? So totally. <laughs> no, I just sit totally here and compliment agree. you the whole time, you know? <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's exactly right. There's been tons of challenges that we've done where the other person said, <laughs> oh, um, you sure buddy? Uh, okay. And like, Honestly, it makes for some of the best episodes when we disagree and we're like, wow, this thing you love sucks. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> but also, it's like super cathartic when it's like, wow, this thing that was completely off my radar that I never knew about that I never thought I would watch is now one of my new favorite things. Like we did on the second go around, we did Moulin Rouge, which is oh. one of my favorite films. It's a great classic. I'm an actor. I'm a theater, musical theater guy. Makes sense. It's my, one of my favorites. Marcus has never seen it. And he was like, okay, I'll watch this stupid movie. And then he watched it and he came away. He's like, wow, what a great film. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, absurdist, kooky, amazing thing. And, you know, you, you can hear that in his life change for the better. And then you got a, an episode where literally the one before that I think was Twin Peaks. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It is an awful show. I, I There are a lot of people out there that love Twin Peaks, that swear by it, say it's the best television show ever. I think it's awful. It is the worst. Have you seen Twin Peaks? No. You don't not. need to, Kara. <laughs> you don't need to. If Marcus was here, he'd be like, great show. I'm telling you the opposite. It is not both of us endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, uh, I, okay, so I have a bit of a one-off sort of weird question. I know yeah. you mostly do pop culture. Do you ever do anything that's that's not like watching something or listening to some something like you you like you have to try like ups, pineapple upside down cake, or we we haven't done anything like that yet. We we want to in the future. We've done video games, uh, which is still pop culture, but you are doing it. We've done. Um, a couple books and a little bit of music, but we haven't done anything out there trying wise, just because I think it's just like a time and money thing, mm -hmm. but there are <laughs> totally things he, like he, Marcus during that big change of his life started running and he's run a marathon now and he's lamented how sometime someday he would want me to start training for a marathon and we do an episode of that. And then I do improv in the city and he's never done improv. Except on our podcast, every week I try to tell him. <laughs> um, but as soon as one of us are in a situation we have that kind of extra money, we'll t I totally want to do an episode on an improv class. So it's like in the back of our heads, we're waiting until we get a little bigger, that the monetary restraint isn't in our way. Um, but, mo but yes, we want to. That is like the ultimate goal. You know, the ultimate goal, my vision of the show eventually would be for us to try lots of things all over the place and have different video segments and podcasts and we sell our, our TV show to FX. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I got big dreams too. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta shoot for the stars, right? That's, that's how you get to the moon. And that's, and that's, and that's basically kind of exactly the, the whole thing that appealed to me is yeah. the like, God, what a rich life to be able to share like, cause like, like, so my partner and I have, have a bit of that issue where we don't necessarily like the same not even just media, but like he's really into cryptocurrency. I promise you, I God, hate this podcast is made for you guys coming together, <laughs> trying things. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's why, like, I, I don't even remember now where where I, I came, like, it came into my knowledge. But I was just, like, immediately obsessed with the idea. So yeah. That's funny, because <laughs> um, Marcus is also likes cryptocurrency. He's like, someday I kind of want to, like, again, it's like a money thing, but, like, I totally want to do a cryptocurrency episode someday. And I was like, I'm down. I just... I, I can't afford a Bitcoin. Right yeah. Oh, nobody right. can afford a Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like, and, and, and it's funny because in that lack of cohesion is where mm-hmm. I really started to see the importance, not importance, but the, the value in that, mm-hmm. you know, that sharing of, of like passion with someone, even if it's something silly or if it's something big, it's, it's incredible that ability, yeah. you know, like that, it's, I don't know what the word for it is. I wonder if I don't know, one. but what, what you're describing is, I think, per, 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 perfectly lamented in that song, uh, that song Breakfast at Tiffany's. You know, it's like, well, I said, what about the Breakfast at Tiffany's? That song? Do you know that oh, song? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard it on the radio. And basically, yeah, basically the guy's like, wow, we have nothing in common. <laughs> but we both like breakfast at Tiffany's. Eh? <laughs> and it's that finding a shared space uh, for something out there, whether it is a game, a movie, a TV show, you know, like I think running. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I think opposites attract. I don't think in relationships you need to. And, and I'm talking platonic and romantic. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to both be devout to the same things. However, it's exactly what you're saying. Finding that thing that you can come together at, whether you discover it independently or at the same time, is uh, magical. When you can find that one thing that you both and and it can be so small. It could literally be when The Bachelor comes on every Monday night, you both <laughs> sit down and watches it. But that's like your thing, and that's like what you do. And the only reason that came to mind is I just I just introduced my significant other to the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> And now every Monday and Tuesday night, she's like, so we're we watching Bachelor in Paradise? Are we watching, are we watching Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> Which is funny because I watch that show every week because of Now Try This. <laughs> Marcus had a girlfriend who made him watch Bachelor in Paradise two, three years ago. And he was like, challenge for the show. You have to watch it now. And then I, I got obsessed and I haven't been able to get out. And I'm still like three years strong in Bachelor Nation. I can't I can't get out. They they keep doing this thing where they pick one of those people to be the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. It's like, well, I want to know if they find love. And then they pick one of those people to be the next one. I was like, well, I want to know if they find love. And now I'm in a loop. I can't get out. I'm in a never ending yeah. loop. I love that. Kara, like, I love me. how this, this it, is this is me. Uh this is Kara, this is my cry for help. Please save me. <laughs> I was gonna say I love how it sprinkles like random ritual into your life. Like that's yeah, like, it's so cool. And what I think is really cool is that even though like obviously you know you guys have the market for the podcast of it, people can do this in real like in I was gonna say in real life as if your life isn't real. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> this is this is a this is a simulation. Um, people can do that here. outside of the show and probably see a lot of the same value. Of course, they won't have yeah. the same necessarily like thing pushing at them because it's amazing about podcasting how podcasting like keeps you on track you're like no matter what i have to put the episode out this day and i have to you know the ritual of it is very helpful for mental health really it really is it definitely has helped us and you know i think you're you're getting to uh, literally the number one reason why we do the show every week is when some random person says you know i wasn't ever gonna try that and then i tried it and I liked it. Thank you so much. 
getting people to try, you know, because because the great thing about our show is somebody random will find us because they loved Moulin Rouge and they found a podcast about Moulin Rouge and they listened to this. And then we told them, well, next week we're doing, uh, uh, I don't know, High School Musical, the musical, the series. And they're like, well, <laughs> that seems dumb. I don't know, but maybe I'll give it a shot because they're OK. And then that's like that's it. That's like the joy of it. You know, getting people to try other things. Well, you know? And even further to that, okay, so I'm going to like expand out on that idea. What's even Please. cooler is that like if, if people get into this with say pop culture or whatever, what's cool is that that's a skill. Being able to put yourself out there and 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 step out of that comfort zone, that is a skill. It's not at all a talent where you're just born with it. Nobody likes doing that, right? Yeah. So if you can strengthen that skill in things that are for lack of a better term, con- inconsequential, you know? Oh, like- oh, oh, oh. here, a hundred percent. Yes, yes. My take on Olivia Rodrigo in High School Musical, the musical, the series is very inconsequential. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but, I mean, entertaining, but at the end of the day, the risk is really low, but the skill retains the value that it'll have when the risk yeah. is higher. And that's so cool. That you know, you can inspire people to do that because they watch you do it every week, and then it's like, well, I'm kind of an ass if I can't even do it once, you know. Or <laughs> no, a hundred percent agreed. I think I, I I see that in my own life. I like I said, I'm I am so different from then from now until the beginning of the show, and that's one of those things. I am I'm an actor, but I'm I'm deeply deeply insecure i have you know i have clinical depression i suffer from things that get in my way i have anxiety that get in my way of trying new things getting out there meeting people doing all these things that you're lamenting on and you know this show has helped because i'm I'm connecting with people i see the shared the the sharedness and these things we're experiencing the shared experience of it all you know i think um yeah I, i i agree you're very smart Thank you. Um, I just, like I said, I just think it's a really cool concept because like one of my favorite things in the world, um, I don't know how much you know about like the the sort of broader picture of the show, but one of my kind of ideas is to help make things more accessible for people, right? Yes. And so therefore, one of my favorite things is, is like, I hate the word life hacks because I feel like it was extremely overused for a hot minute there. But like, do you want do you want like one pass really yeah. quick like one yeah you got one pass real quick so life hacks um, where you take things that would be really difficult and either like you know you use playfulness to make them more accessible so you can learn that skill when it's inconsequential and entertaining or you know like I'll corner myself into doing good for myself and same kind of thing and I love that this is a playful way to learn that skill so that. Yeah, you know, for the first six months, maybe you're just watching Lord of the Rings or, you know, listening to Eminem, even though you only like country. I don't know who only likes country music. I guess some people. But um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There are people out there. <laughs> yeah, they well, exist. I, I just remembered when I lived in Missouri, I'm sure I met people who only liked country. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> but the... Like I said, you can you can build these skills and you can make your life better without it being a grind, you know, where every skill because there's thousands of skills that are helpful in, in well-being. And yeah. it's a lot of pressure to, you know, whenever someone says happiness is a choice, I always get real irritated because I'm like, okay, at minimum, it's like 10,000 choices, you know? <laughs> like Wow, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> at minimum. <laughs> so um, anyways, my point is that I just think it's such a cool 
ah, it's such a cool idea. And I'm so glad that it exists. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm super, you know what I'm most excited about? Uh, Kara, it's, it's, I'm super excited for you to get off of this show and you're going to go peek the back matter and be like, I don't know. Let me go. Let me go check. You know what? I, I, I do love cabaret. Let me listen to the cabaret episode. And then the gap to the cabaret, it's like, oh, next episode is Bridgerton. It's like, you know what? I didn't try Bridgerton. Let me give Bridgerton a try. And so on and so on until you are a full-fledged member of the the triers and a full now try this listener. <laughs> oh, is that what you guys call the the fandom? The triers? That's what that's what I call them <laughs> because we don't they're not big enough to have their own name yet. <laughs> I love that. I say bliss casters, and also yes. I am not big enough to have that either. <laughs> um, you breathe into existence, right? You you breathe these things out, you give it life. Yeah, a lot of people think that it should be conquistadors um, because of the conquest, but I don't know if I love that. That's a it's a messy, a messy sure, thing. I, I feel very comfortable in myself to tell you when you're wrong, and I think that should be the name. <laughs> 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 I think that's a fantastic name that you're really sleeping on. Let's 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 try that out on for size sometimes. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, keep it in the ether. That's a good one. Um. So before. This is, it seems so redundant. I was going to say, before we move on to our game, do you want to tell people about your show and where they can find you? A uh, thousand percent. Now try this cast.com. You can get all our socials and all our media. We stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash now try this cast every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also release our podcast every Monday. Monday. I don't know why they, I thought there was a word after Monday. The, the end of that <laughs> sentence is Monday. We release our podcast every Monday on all podcast platforms. And we do have a Patreon that you can join to become an influencer on what we try every month. That's patreon.com slash now try this cast. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And you're available everywhere. And what about everywhere. your socials? Where do people find you, you on socials? Now try this cast. At now try this cast. Now okay. try this cast. At now try this cast. <laughs> All right. Anywhere, if you just type in now try this cast, you're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if so- you're more interested in me than Marcus, you could go find me. But guys, I promise he is much better than me. So you want to go to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But if you're in New York, try and go to the improv or whatever. You know. Something. Yeah. I do, a, I do a lot of improv at the Magnet Theater. Go check out their <laughs> schedule. They do good stuff. <laughs> Um, all right, so you ready to guess some New Zealand slang? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just so everyone knows, this is from kaitiaki.co.nz or NZ for Americans. And Sounds made up. <laughs> it does sound made up. So, like, I just, I like to tell people where it's from in case it's wrong, you know, because I'm not from New Zealand. I can't, you oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're passing culpability is what you're yes, doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> passing the buck. Cool. Uh <laughs> All right, so this one I think is pretty easy. What are jandals? Jandals? Those are those 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 are your balls. They hang right there. They're your jan- <laughs> they're jandals. Nice they, and nice and easy. They're flip flops, but very close. Honestly, uh. anybody who's wearing flip flops, you know what I'm thinking about you. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, socks and flip flops. Have you ever seen that? I'm like, that is so much work to look like that. You know? <laughs> I know. You, why would you do the extra step? <laughs> to look awful. Yeah, it's so much work to look terrible. Um, what is a dunny? A, a dunny? Oh man, I got myself a dunny. That's just like it's almost like a honey. That's that's your girl back home. I got myself a dunny right there cooking me, cooking me a sandwich. That's a 
how New Zealanders say. <laughs> God, I hope a Denny is not your girlfriend. It is a toilet. Um, so, you know, maybe on Friday you know, I'll take for that, an hour I'll, or two, but <laughs> egg is on my face for that one. That one's on me. <laughs> um, okay. What, is, what does it mean to take the Tiki tour? Oh, the Tiki tour is my favorite thing. You go to New Zealand, you take the Tiki tour. That's when you get off the plane. Immediately someone hands you a Tiki torch and you go to every single bar on the island and you don't stop until you go to the last one. A couple of years go by, but when you get to that last <laughs> one, then you've gone on the Tiki tour. There's only been 17 people to do it so far. Kind of like an EGOT. It's a high... A uh, respected platform to be at. That's a tiki tour. Oh God, I wish that's what a tiki tour was. That's fantastic. <laughs> it just means like the scenic route, like to take the long way. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, it's basically the same <laughs> We're thing. Saying the same thing. It's the. I heard it's no the Years long, seventeen years <laughs> long version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna do two more. What does it mean? Oh, this isn't exclusive to New Zealand. To take the piss. I feel like this is a trap. Uh, take the <laughs> piss. You. This is when you. Gosh. You know. You know what they have a lot of in, of in New Zealand. What's that? Dogs. So when you take the piss, it's when you take your dog's nose and you put it in their piss so they no longer oh. pee in your house. That's you know. It's a training. It's a training thing. That's. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with dog shows, uh, <laughs> Kara, but that's that's what they do. Okay. That you put the, that's that's how dog shows work. Okay. <laughs> You're very good at improv. I wish I was closer to New York. (laughs) (laughs) So it means to like tease someone, to be like a harass hole, you know? Like I was just taking the piss. The hell's a harass hole? (laughs) Oh, that's a word I made up. Um, Wow. It's it's a a harassing asshole. So like, you know, like when you tease your, you know, your partner or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the name for it. Officially. You tease your partner? Wow. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm really kind Whoa. of a terrible person, but it's nothing. Um, I, tease, I tease my partner so much. She's like, wow, you're kind of mean to me. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I relate so much to that. <laughs> you're like, I don't have And I'm like, but everything. that's how you know I love you. <laughs> I'm nice to everyone else but you. That means I love you. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a second grader like punching his crush in the face. <laughs> exactly right, and that's how I am too. I'm like, well, I mean, you really shouldn't have told me you were ticklish if you didn't want me to tickle you when you're trying to sleep. You know, two piece, <laughs> two piece, <laughs> two piece. Um, last but maybe least, I mean, I'm not sure. Munted, <laughs> bunted, munted with an M. I, that's way different than bunted. Munted. Can you spell it? M U N T E D. Can you spell it like I'm a 30-year-old and not a 5-year-old? Uh, no. Okay, fair. <laughs> Munted. Munted. Oh, my God. I love me some Munted. That's when you, uh, shit. That's, <laughs> gosh, Munted, uh, New Zealand. Wow, New Zealand's crazy. Munted is when you've, um, a person that is Munted has not seen Lord of the Rings. So to become <laughs> unmunted, you must ceremoniously see, which I don't know if you've known, is filmed mostly in New Zealand, the Lord of the Rings. I actually did know you that. Ha- well, yeah, you will have to have seen Lord of the Rings or else you will be munted, almost like a muggle. You know, like you are, it's like ostracized. It's like a caste system. There's the munted <laughs> and then everyone's who's seen Lord of the Rings. Um, You know, in in the right context, that could work. So I'm going to give it to you. It means someone who's, one point. <laughs> it's someone who's either intoxicated or broken. And I feel like 
people who love Lord of the Rings would definitely agree with your assessment. Yes, I agree with this too. <laughs> so, you know, congrats, you got it. You've got this. Nice. Um, I basically, I won. Thank you so much to all my fans <laughs> out there. I couldn't have done it without you. I'm taking gold home today, you know, in low, large part due to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to give a big thanks to me and also me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything you wanted to add before I say goodbye to the audience? Just thank you for having me on. What a nice, safe space you have. Everybody go listen to all her rest of her episodes. This was so fun. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was this was so much fun. This was the perfect way to start my day or midday if you're listening to this midday. Um, or at night I'm... if this is the end of your sleep. Hey, this is this not the soft soothing tones of Nick's voice getting you to go to bed tonight. Good night and uh, <laughs> have a great rest of the day. This is always the weirdest thing about podcasts is you never know when someone's listening. So when I first started, sorry, a little side note before we say goodbye. Apparently, um, <laughs> so when I first started, I used to be like, "Good morning" and welcome back, and then I was like. I can't say that because what if it's afternoon? Like it doesn't work. I think you just lean in. I think you lean in. If you're a good morning person, you good morning all the gosh darn time because it's someone's morning. Well, now you know. I've gotten so used to saying hello that if I say hello the wrong way in real life, I want to say welcome back to the conquest of bliss. And <laughs> people people find it strange. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I just just start greeting everybody like that as you start. You're welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show, welcome to the show, welcome to the show, welcome to the show. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay. Walk into the dentist's office. Welcome to the show. Welcome to. The oh yeah. Interestingly the- enough, <clears throat> I did accidentally tell my dentist all about the show the other day because like. It, Accidentally. It, no, you got to get those clicks. No, I do tell people on purpose, but like it, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hide the show. Um, but I can't remember how it came up, but like I was like super, super in like the worst space. Who wants to go to the dentist, right? I had to get a cavity filled and I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And then we spent the whole time as my face was frozen talking about my show and like concepts of happiness, which is great. But like my head space was just not there so i'm not sure that i was able to present it in a way that was you know as smooth and graceful as i am now or you've cried or you crushed it <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he yeah. hears this and he's like damn i thought she did good what what's your dentist's name uh dr hey dr d hi hey, hey what's up how you doing the <laughs> dental hygienist this is for you this is going out to you this is your episode he, he called himself kevin so yo kevin this was for you buddy <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. This was so much fun. And to my audience, I love you. Bye.